1: track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights plus original programs minor league broadcasts and local pre- and post-game shows go to mlb.tv to start your free trial today blackout and other restrictions apply major league baseball trademarks used with permission
2: sports radio 610 presents the drive with sterner and Hughley. clint sterner's football at four
3: All right, all right, and every uh, Friday at 4 o'clock we got the NFL Hall of Famer, John McClain, and every time John McClain is on with us, you know he is uh, presented by, powered by the fine folks over at Horn Solutions. John, how you doing, bud?
4: Clint, I'm doing great. How are you?
3: Man, if I was any better, I'd need a twin, and and, uh, show's here with us as well, bro, show's here with us as well. (laughs) I don't know if you care how he's doing or not, but he is here. So what? So what? Who
2: gives it, a crap? It, listen, guys, the genius is here, as John so eloquently said. That's right.
4: What's up, genius? There we go. There it
2: is. <laughs> I tell you, when Hall of Famers call you genius, you feel good. Uh, yeah. All right, all right,
3: John. Real, real, real quick for all our listeners out there, I want to remind everybody uh, that uh, if you if you're listening on the Odyssey app, we greatly appreciate it. If not, I want to encourage everybody out there to download the Odyssey app. And listen, there's a really cool rewind feature there. You can go back and listen. Uh, hell you can go back and listen to John McClain here. If he says something that turns you on a bit, you can you can listen to the to the uh, the segment and then go back and hear it again. But that's A U D A C Y. The Odyssey sure app. It. <laughs> yeah, make sure you back it. The Odyssey app that's is right. where is where you it's to his,
2: You can listen to him on the Utopia podcast too, on
3: that, the Odyssey. App. That's right. There you go. But John, let, let's uh, let, let's jump into this game this week, man. Look, here's what's on the line, and, and I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've I've come over to the the evil side, if you will, and and I, I'm I'm hoping and praying for a, a Texans loss here. But this game uh, means more than any game the Texans have played really in two years, in a sense of of the first. Oh, number one overall pick is up for grabs in this draft, man. Just your thoughts on how this game unfolds, the Texans' approach, and, and how
4: important it is relative to the draft. This reminds me of 2006, the Bush Bowl in San Francisco. They thought the loser would get the first pick and would draft USC running back Reggie Bush, who at the time was considered the top prospect. Texas lost, got the first pick. I'll never forget, they pulled quarterback David Carr said he had an elbow injury. We went to, after to him, after the game, said, David, which elbow is it? And he looked at his left elbow, and he looked at his right elbow, and he looked at us and gave a confused look, and I said, so it's the right one? Yeah, yeah, it's the right one. He didn't even remember what elbow they had said. Of course, he wasn't hurt. And uh, this game, you know, I'd, I'd, I want him to get the top pick. You know, I want him to go into the off season with a choice of any quarterback. I got a call today from a Chicago radio station to score, and they said, Do you know why we're calling? I said, it's the only reason you could be calling is talking about the top pick. And we talked about that, and, you know, the, the Colts have lost six in a row. But they're better than the Texans in offense, rushing, passing, defense, against the run, against the pass, despite being terrible. And I'm hoping Sam Ellinger from Austin, the Longhorns, former quarterback, he's starting, that he'll want to put on a good performance for his family, his friends, his fans, the Longhorn.
1: Longhorn fans, his girlfriend,
4: And he'll go out there and sling it all over the place, and the Colts will pull out an exciting squeaker like 13 to 10.
2: Just, I, I'm with you, and I, I see those numbers, I just – well, I just wonder what Colts are going to be out there. If the Colts that were responsible for a lot of those numbers are going to actually play on Sunday, that, that, that's
4: the concerning part. Well, Jeff Saturday knows he's not going to be back, but you know he would like to go out with a win. He'll be back in the – I'm guessing he'll be back at the ESPN studio. One thing he won't be able to talk about with a lot of credence is game management and clock management because he's done a bad job. But every coach wants to win every game, especially your last one, and uh, and so am that's why I'm thinking that Ellinger, you know, he came he played well off the bench last week for Nick Foles. If Foles were playing, he wouldn't care about this game. Matt Ryan doesn't care about this game. They want to keep Ryan healthy, so they don't owe him extra money next year. And Foles is already out because of an injury. I don't even know who their backup is. And they don't have Jonathan Taylor, and he has killed the Texans in the last three games, and uh, yet they, their running game is still better than the Texans with whoever they're throwing out there. So I think it's going to be another bad game. i got to tell you, before the Jacksonville game, I thought they might win it based on how they played in the previous three and the fact it meant nothing to the Jaguars. And then they went out there and just stunk it up and acted like they didn't care, and Jacksonville gave them their most Decisive loss of the season, and um, and I have no idea what kind of team they're going to put on the field Sunday and the attitude they're going to have.
3: I, I got. It. I want to circle back. I want to circle back to the uh, the the importance of the number one overall draft pick. I, I, that's um, t- to me. This is just a, a moment where uh, it, 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 it. The Texans have have worked really hard. And I mean that from the from the bottom of my heart. they worked really hard to be as bad as they are right now, and and, and I don't think any of it was done on purpose. Uh, I, I think it, it's just been piss poor, um, and and they need to make a lot of changes. But we sit here with one game left, John, and, and the first round, the first overall pick is is at their fingertips. I mean, how? Let me add, let me put it to you this way: how 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 important is getting that number one overall draft pick for Cal McNair and the Texans? in
4: terms of this rebuild i don't think anybody in the organization wants to lose you know they they don't nobody likes to lose you play you know you know what it's like when you lose and they get beat up all the time they'd love to say we won the last game and then in a few days they go "Oh bleep what did we do and the problem if they don't get the first pick and they get the second pick and chicago says you know what we don't need a quarterback although the gm there didn't and the coach didn't draft Justin Fields and Justin Fields been a great runner and a bad passer but they need to get some talent around him they don't need the top pick for offensive players the top pick if you want them, would be Jalen Carter defensive tackle from Georgia or Will Anderson Jr the edge rusher from Alabama the bears could use both of them but if they they would probably like to trade down a little but you can't trade down too far and get one of those guys and there's a lot of teams still need quarterbacks and so they would love to have the top pick and say call casario and say okay nick you want to be guaranteed to get the quarterback you want you know here's what we want to move down one spot otherwise we're going to trade somebody else they may take your quarterback and you know casario is going to try to make people think he wants some player when he wants another player We can all say we want Bryce Young, and maybe he will want Bryce Young. But maybe he'll want C.J. Stroud. But he'll do everything he can to masquerade their intentions because of the Bears. Hopefully, it'll be a moot point. Yeah.
2: Uh, John McClain with us, uh, presented by Horn Solutions. John, this is the final opportunity that we potentially will have to ask you this. Monday, when we
4: come in on a reaction Monday – is Lovey Smith still the coach?
0: It's
2: no. Well, I
4: don't. I don't know if they'll do it on Monday. I think Lovey's going to be fired. They may wait a couple of days. Who knows? They may do it Sunday night. They may do it Monday. I've been saying now for the last three weeks. That's I thought he would be mistake. fired. I think they're going to start. They want. I think they're going to start a new era with a new coach, a new quarterback, a lot of new players because they've got eleven draft choices. that get John Mechie, hopefully back from leukemia, a second round pick last year, and then. Nick is going to have money under uh, under the cap for the first time to sign a couple of expensive free agents to fill need positions. And so I think it'll be a new era ERA. And as I wrote a column for SportsRadio610.com today, hopefully not a new E-R-R-O-R. Yeah, I, I, my,
2: my thought – thank you for all the spelling um, – my thought, though, is man, that's always a professional. Right. The last two, the last two times they've hired coaches, which will, will be consecutive years, um, they they didn't just clean house, right? There was still some some lingerers there, right? Like it, like it was, they, they fired Bill O'Brien, they brought in Lingers, David Culley, man, and there were still there was still uh, uh, Tim Kelly. There were still some other people they left. Even this time, they kept on Pep Hamilton. They kept. on. Do you think this is a clean house type of deal where it's Lovey that's out and everybody is, is, is out and they completely start over?
4: Well, I hope they don't because Frank Ross has done one hell of a job as special teams coach. I saw this week they're number three in the NFL. And if I'm the, it's going to be up, hopefully, the new coach. If you, if, if you don't let the new coach hire his people, you're not going to get a good coach because they're not going to come in here if Casario's telling them what to do. You know, he has final say on personnel – but if you're going to get a good coach, that guy's got to have final say on his personnel, on his coaches. You know, Nick Casario hired David, almost all of David Culley's coaches. And uh, so I would think Frank Ross would be somebody. I'm not sure about George Warhop, the offensive line coach, but I just don't have any idea about who a new coach would want to keep or who, he, who, he would want, who it's going to be or who he would want to keep. I just hope it's his choice.
2: John,
3: yeah John so that, that leads me to this is uh, and I, we've talked a lot about it over the last couple of days man I, I, th- this is a huge opportunity for Cal McNair to be somebody he's never been um, and and make some of these calls like like you just said um you know I I, I, I just hope that he that the new coach is able to hire their their, their coaches like like I mean th- this is we're at a point where that shouldn't even be up for debate I mean that that shouldn't even be that, that shouldn't That's even insane. that shouldn't be a conversation that me and Ron show Ugly are having with NFL Hall of Famer John McClain. I wonder if the next head coach is going to have the the authority and the ability to hire his own coaches. I mean, is is, is there a chance that this is kind of a defining moment in Cal McNair's um, tenure, I guess, or, or, or his, his career? I'm his I mean, Hell, it's his team. It Just in his ownership, um, is this a chance that we see a, a, a little more aggressive, a little more involved, a little bit more – um,
4: authority out of the owner, or, or, or do you think it's going to be more of the same? No, I wouldn't want the owner making a decision on a head coach. No way. You pay your people. If you don't like the decisions they make, fire them. I think no. that uh, they'll listen to Nick Casario's recommendations. He'll be involved in all the interviews, as he was the last time they hired a coach. Cal actually got involved his dad was in an 18 they went 11 and 5 then they went 10 and 6 and then they were terrible and they started firing people and they made bad decisions on making Bill O'Brien a general manager giving Jack Easterby so much authority on the opposite side and so they were just you know you got Casario's the GM you let him say this is the guy I want and this is why what do you think and I don't imagine that Nick Casario would say okay I'm gonna hire this guy you don't want of course, the, the McNair's would have to sign off on it, but somebody they don't want, then Casario's not going to do it. That would be stupid on his part.
3: Well, well John, I, I'm more, I'm less, I'm less talking about the actual individual of who they hire, who they don't hire, and more, more, more questioning or asking, asking, like. I mean, if, I, if, if John McClain's the owner of the Texans and, and the general manager, you go make the decision and he comes to you and goes, yeah, I'm going to hire this guy and then I'm going to hire the head coach and then I'm going mean, to hire the offensive coordinator. And I really like this guy over here because he's a good offensive line coach. And, and not just hiring a head coach and letting that guy do, hire his staff and put his team together. Um, I mean, that's, I'm not saying Cal should hire the head coach. I'm saying, like, Cal should make sure that things that don't make sense
4: aren't part of the process, right? The new head coach will hire his assistant coaches. He'll determine if they want to keep somebody on the staff. Because will say, we really like this guy a lot, but it's your decision. And that's the way it should be.
2: Mm. All right, John.
4: I, I,
2: I hope so. I
3: just, I just, I just feel like there's a lot of dancing, and I'm like, man, what? I, I don't. I did. I, there's no I dancing
4: with the Texans. A new age I'm talking about with you, John, out.
3: with your old boot scooting ass. I'm now talking I can about dance with you, with that party. Man.
4: What are you talking about? I've explained <laughs> I mean, exactly well, the way
3: it'll be. Well, yeah, no, but I mean, I'm talking about Cal McNair and and and, he, and him putting his foot down and making sure. That none of these silly ass games that we've watched over the last the, the the processes, John, that I've asked you about fifteen times over the last several years, man, the processes are an absolute joke. And and it's at some point Cal McNair has to step up and go, hey, I'm tired of I'm not going to be the laughing stock of the NFL in our in, in this this next head coach search. Like John, like Cal McNair can't let somebody sit across the table from David Culley and go, yep, that's the guy. And then, and then you sit across, and then you sit across the table from from Nick Casario, and he's and he's meddling in in, in the coaches that are hired below him, like Cal. And I'm not saying he's going to do that, John. I'm just saying, like Cal's got to put his foot down at some point and go. I'm just going to make it loud and clear to everybody involved: this process is going to be handled in a professional, competent manner. None of this silly stuff that we've watched the last two years. I mean, that, I guess that's my point. And it seems pretty clear. That he's either going to do it or he's not. Not it's not going to be general manager's decision. I'm talking specifically about Cal.
4: Like when he fired Brian Gain and gave Bill O'Brien the general manager's duties, and when he hired Jack Easterby and let him run rampant. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I, I, that's, that's putting my... your foot down. No, look.
3: He made decisions. He trusted the wrong people, and and, and there's a good chance that in, in two years we could be talking about yeah. Remember when he got on that jet with Jack Easterby and flew up there and, and hired Nick Casario because he had he was under Belichick and had six Super Bowl trophies and and remember how that exploded and never worked because that guy hired Lovey Smith and hired David Culley. At some point, that's my that is my point in the question, uh, John. At some point, the guy at the very top, Cal McNair, has to put his foot down and say enough's enough. Uh, we're, the 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 silly stuff that we've been doing is, is is dysfunction and it's leading to an absolute disaster. That's all. I mean, I, I what you just said at some point that list is going to keep growing or Cal McNair is going to put his foot down and change change the tide, if you will. And I just
4: wondered if this could be one of those moments when it. What the owner does is he puts his foot down and he hires the general manager, and he's hired uh, his dad uh elevated hired brian gain actually ever did and then cal fired brian gain and then he gave bill the title and responsibilities of general manager for two years and then he hired casario and so casario not going anywhere i think this time next year Casario's job will either be secure because we can see significant improvement or his job will be in jeopardy with three years left after three years on the job, and uh, McNair signed sign off on the coach, but he's not going to talk to him. You know, the assistant coaches are up to the head coach the way it should be, and they got a general manager in place, and there's no need to hire another one this off season, maybe next off season. But I don't see him whatever it is y'all want him to do beyond that. I don't see him doing it.
2: All right, John, you're uh, our senior writer here at SportsRadio610.com, and as well as GallerySports.com. What do, you got? what do you got coming up this uh, this
4: week for the final game of the season? I have on Sports Radio 610 what we've just been talking about, about Lovey Smith's last game, what happens if they blow this and don't get the top pick in the draft. And on galleriesports.com, I have a column detailing five reasons TCU is going to beat Georgia, and we've got a column with Georgia, five reasons they're going to win. All right, John, we appreciate you joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. You too. That's
2: John McClain presented by Horn Solutions. We've got to continue because John has said. I mean, this is a these, these are moments where the the rundown is just thrown in the trash. John has said something. <laughs> Was that unclear? No, no, no. Listen, John. No, you weren't unclear, and John wasn't. John just said something that if you were listening and you're a Texans fan, uh, like a fighting Tyler Milner, this it ought to scare you. It ought to scare the hell out of you. Well, sorry, if you heard. What he just said. We'll discuss that coming up next.
5: Selling a little or a lot.
2: It's a Miller Lite Football Friday on Sports Radio 610.
0: Live from Wolfie's in
2: Cyprus, here's The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, we are live at Wolfie's, and uh, it's the final, the last Miller Lite Football Friday. We're here in Cyprus, so make your way on out here. Will you get a chance
4: to party, party. you damn we right, do. Dusty. We do, Dusty. Thanks, we do. Johnny B. So
3: it's cost me a couple of jobs in my time, in fact. You know what I mean? Yes, I do.
2: Yeah, that Christmas party got me too. Um, <laughs> Hold on, so Clint, are you are you good?
3: Am I good with what? You good? I mean, I, I, was just, I just, I mean, I, I just don't, I don't understand why, like, why it's so difficult to, like, I, I know, I mean, I'm not asking to, to hear what all Lovey's done about O'Brien and Gain and, 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 not Lovey, but Cal's done with all those guys. I've, I'm fully aware of what those guys have done, uh, and what Cal, the decisions that Cal's made in the past, and I'm fully aware that. The dysfunction that the Texans have been lies at the feet of Cal McNair. He's at the top. It, 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 there's no question about it. And if this organization is is ever going to legit be back and competitive, Cal's got to be different. Like it's not. It, it, it's got. There's got to be more to it than just. Yeah, man. You know, he hires a general manager, and the general manager. To, no, man. Like you got to put your – You got. But if, even if you, when you're in this situation, if you own the team. And you've witnessed the last two years, the last two coaching searches, Cal McNair has to put his foot on somebody's throat. Hey man, it's unacceptable. I hired you to do a job, and the Texans have been the laughing stock of two, two straight coaching hires. And and not only that, not only that, but to get a little bit and we don't have to get off in the weeds on this, but you've made the organization look awful from a minority hiring standpoint. I mean that that part of it has been a, a, a disaster, and and it and it could it, it just it it's just all like to sit there and act as if if Cal McNair doesn't have to do things differently, and 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 be a little bit more call it involved, call it aggressive, call it cutthroat, call it whatever the hell you want. To me, is like what are, what are we like? Have we been paying attention,
2: Clint? It, listen, like
3: does anybody? Let me ask you this. Do, do you have complete well that's a stupid question. I know you think they ought to let go of him. Does anybody have like one hundred percent trust that Nick Casario is going to to simply interview quality candidates that are the top like interview all the top candidates, the head coaching candidates, and and, and not not botch this process with a
2: Josh? You can't. You can't. It's impossible. It's impossible for you, and if you're doing it, you're That's just doing it. And this is my thing: is so Cal man, shouldn't either. So no, <laughs> and and and, ha, and and I know you're. It starts with Cal. I mean, God, dog, we all have to start being honest with ourselves. Did you hear what John McLean just said?
3: No, I did not. What, I mean, I heard you it. Heard but it. I, don't, I don't know what. You, well, John can you McClane, hear me?
2: Like, like Cal McNair and everybody. Like I don't know why there are so many people here who like have somehow delusionally placed. Thoughts in their minds about Nick Casario that, like, no nah, man, I uh, like, like, it, yeah, maybe we give him another year. Like, just think about what John just said. John just said Nick Casario pretty much hired all of David Culley's staff. Now, just think about that. He's had two coaches in two years. He's 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 had two new coaches. He's fired this one. He's probably about to fire another one and hire a third one. What? What really good coach, what really good coach in their right mind that has options is going to come to a place where the two previous coaches were fired after a year with impossible situations with bad rosters and you were so much involved in it that you're picking staffs? What good coach is ever going to trust that, oh, I'm going to Like, we are all believing. Oh, it's now. I've heard this. Oh, it's Nick Casario's show now. He's got now, now he's gone. Like, but what coach is going to trust what you've done the past two years? Like, he's good. What coach is going to, like, what? I believe coach in Nick Casario. Like, the names we've thrown out Sean Payton, uh, uh,
3: Jim Harbaugh. Jim
2: Harbaugh. We've talked about some of you don't want to hear, but Eric Bieniemy is 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 a guy that that goes around that many people look at uh, the um, uh, the coordinator for the Eagles that Jonathan people have talked about. Jonathan Gannon and, and the offensive coordinator look. people have talked about as well. Yeah, any any of the the coaches like uh, who's the coach of the Colts? I, I mean, he's not a uh, they, they got fired. Um, uh, Frank Reich. Reich. Frank Reich. Like any any coach worth a damn, who is going to come here? and watch what Nick, Nick Casario – he wouldn't let a head coach pick his coaching staff. Who is – what real coach is going to come in and say, all right, man, I believe that Nick now – now Nick's going to give up control.
0: Thanks, guys. Come Appreciate on. it.
2: Like you're not – you're – like you're not well, putting yourself in a position with him there to get the best possible coach that you could possibly get. And it starts with what you're saying. It starts with Cal – and hannah to figure that out agreed like how in the hell do you expect to wo- like you are as soon as this season ends and i'm sorry i know it's got away from me as soon as this season ends you are as attractive as anybody out there you have multiple picks you have the you'll probably have the number one overall pick you have three picks in the top 32 if they go out there and do their job sunday you got multiple first-round picks next year. you got two second-round picks in 2024. you got, you got picks all over and a lot of cash. You are attractive. But come on, man, just think to yourself. The hottest coaching candidate, would you walk over here and come to a guy who's already shown you he wants to be so involved that he's going to pick a coach's staff? He wants to be so involved that the two times he's interviewed coaches the last two years – no other team has interviewed him like come on man like cal and hannah have to get serious about like right now we're attractive are we really gonna get the best guy for the job with what nick's reputation is and i, I, I just and i don't the know texans why the texans are the
5: complete and total crap well, storm I, I this know. year
3: I, I, you you are you are uh, one hundred percent spot on. In fact, Tyler, you need to cut that that rant right there and post it somewhere. That was really good. Uh, the the the. You think about the reasoning of why he hired the coaches, like Tim Kelly to keep to keep uh, hopefully talk Deshaun Watson back into the Texan boat.
2: I mean, rumors we've heard, yeah.
3: Which which is well, why else would you keep him? Like, like, like I don't know. I, I just if if you're Cal, everything you said is is blatantly obvious. To him, as an owner, of like this has got to stop, man. Like it, it can't.
2: Like I'm not even get to the point as you said. You set across David Culley, and you felt like David Culley was the best. The best. You went through a whole
3: coaching Josh. search and felt like Josh McCown was the guy, and then you watch he watch a coach get fired in Miami and think that you interviewing him and not hiring him is a good idea.
2: I just like for me, John McClain just said a general manager hired an, an entire coaching staff damn near for a head coach. Who in the hell is going to come and work for a guy like that? <laughs> Sean Payton's the best guy on the market. Maybe the Texans don't have a chance in hell to get him. Clint, you know him. There is no chance in no hell chance. Sean Payton would come to Houston, even with how attractive it is, even with the amount of money that, that – because Kyle McNair's not afraid to spend money. The amount of money he would pay him he 'd make Sean Payton the highest coach in the league. Sean would tell him no, and it 's not because you don 't have the co- no it's because I'm not, i i got i can 't trust that he 's going to do like no no way no way good god man i just i don 't get it all right man we got we got to announce this we got we got feel good. The Houston rodeo has been announced clint yeah, all right man, man I, I tell you and i 'm going to step out my, hop, my, my 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 little comfort zone. We're we'll going to let you know the acts that are coming up because, as I learned, this is one of the biggest, biggest events uh, in this great city. And there are some really important games of the weekend. We've got to go over them. That's coming up next. It's a Miller Lite football Friday on Sports Radio 610. Live from Wolfie's in Cyprus, here's The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. <laughs> That's right, man. Uh, It's a good time. The final Miller Lite football Friday. We're here till six o'clock. So make your way on out here. Uh, I'm over here sweating, having passionate, passionate conversations uh, because, man, we just want this thing to get right. Right. You just want this thing to get right. You you know, I I mean, we want to be able uh, for me personally, I want to be able to see Houston fans just having games around this year that matter. Like you know, that, that that have games that matter. Not being out of it, uh, hell, these these games stopped mattering a long time ago, and that's been the last three years. Um, and you just want to you want to be a part of an organization and hope this organization does things that make sense. And that that is that is to me where it
3: is. I, I just I just can't stand incompetence. I mean, I, I don't need to agree with everything, every move that's made. I, I just. I just can't handle the the incompetent uh, way of, of doing business especially in the game in, in the game and sport that but we cover the closest um, it, it's it's hard to watch I mean this it, look it, here's the thing is ultimately this stuff I mean this stuff impacts people's lives and livelihoods I mean all the way down I mean all the way to to, to hell our show I mean more people care about the Texans, more people listen and, and I mean I, I've just man it's been a long three years boss we got to get
2: this thing right. Yeah, it has been. But something that is right is this Houston rodeo. Come on, this, this Houston rodeo. Listen, I'm gonna be ready this time. Last year, that was the first year for me to be able to go with with COVID and, and the pandemic. The last uh, the last couple of the years before that, but I'm ready to roll. I'm ready. How many how many of these dates you gonna hit? Oh like, man, I how mean, many? Because now you when need. it
3: comes down to it, I can't make as many as I'd like to. But but I mean. Who
2: are, what are what are your three must must-go's? Because I know you gotta have you gotta have at least three must goes.
3: Oh well, Kylie, there's more than three on here. You talking about for me personally? For or you, you personally?
2: About- you? Because per- you can't go. I mean, listen, man. You got a you got a baby at the crib now, man. Yeah. You got you, you you can't go to all of them. But if let's say mm. you get you get three of them, the three you gotta go to. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go Zach Brown Band.
3: Uh, I'll go Cody Johnson. Really? And, mm, boy, the the, the the last one. It's going to shock you guys because I – It's not Stapleton? I've seen Stapleton at the rodeo. I've seen Stapleton okay. multiple times. I've seen Kenny Chesney multiple times. Um I've never seen Turnpike in this big of a venue. I've seen them at a festival. Um, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to stay true to, to to the hometown boy. I, I, I'd go Parker McCullum, Zach Brown band, Cody Johnson. Those would be my three. And mm. and and the the first two out are Turnpike Troubadours, and um. Mm. Probably Brooks and Dunn. Brooks and Dunn would be a great show. See, they, see they, oh, they, they, man. Put, they put it on you. Brooks and Dunn would be a great show, man. I ain't seen
2: Brooks and Dunn since we got kicked off the stage with them. Oh, is that what happened in Arkansas? you on the side nah, stage? No, we were in
3: Dallas. We was were in Dallas at the Neon. What was it? Neon Moon? Is that is that the tour they were on? I always get it always say Neon Rainbow. Neon Moon tour way back in the day when they were hotter than they I mean hotter than fish grease show to put it to, to, to steal really you no. I mean yeah I really like it especially when the old lady <laughs> in the casino thinks <laughs> I said hotter than history um, but uh yeah. yeah man Brooks and Dunn may
2: sorry park Brooks and really? Dunn really Tyler where are you going where where you where you going at this for me I I know I got two dates easily I'm gonna, I'm going to hit that Bun B and and the Southern Takeover and I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to hit Chris Stapleton. I'm telling you, man, I've got, i, I, I I've been listening to him a little bit. My man got a little soul to him, man. Oh, he there's got, no question. He, he got a little soul to One of the best him. voices out there, man. No, no, but like real talk. That's for real. He, 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 no he doubt. He really is. It really
3: is. And that's not in country music. That's in,
2: in like music can, in general. Well, yeah, he can go and yeah. move over. To anywhere, like sure. I, I heard him and Timberlake together. Yep, that duet they did really was so. It, no, it is. I I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna get in there and um and, and maybe tussle with the wife at.
3: So you're only going? Oh, really? You think Oh Staple is going to drive you to the sack? Huh? I
2: think it might. I think it maybe a well, little. I think the time. question
3: there is what is it? What does it do for? What does it? Does it drive Courtney there?
2: I think it will. Okay. I think because she like she likes someone with a, with a good voice.
3: Well, he's got he's got a good voice. His wife actually is on stage with him, sings with him. She crushes it. So. Yeah, that's a that's a good one, Tyler. What about you, man?
2: Man, if I'm picking three, and like you were saying, Clint, there it's it'd be easy to go more than three. But if I'm picking three, I'm going Turnpike Troubadours. That's number one. I haven't seen them live. Love their music. Number two, I'm going Bun B. I think I'm a, I'm gonna be in there with Show. Um, maybe not together. Maybe we'll be in different seats because we'll he does be in a different area. Yeah, he doesn't like to to do too many things with his bros. But number three. I don't know if I can let it all out with you right there next to me. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. Want, I don't want to see you start strip-teasing in the middle. Yeah, of Yeah, you start. Oh, flossing that's for where Megan, you draw. bro. Yeah, I'll floss <laughs> you know, all yeah. day for Megan, not <laughs> for you, man. Yo, acapella floss ass. <laughs> Number three, real quick. I, it's it's tough for me, but I think I got to go. Cody Johnson. I've seen him, but I, I just love the show he puts on and his music too much. Cody. See, I want to challenge you, Tyler. There's gonna be somebody who does this. I wanna challenge you to go to every every night. That just can't happen. Oh, the <laughs> hell it can't. What are you talking about? It's just Megan and the dogs? She's got this. <laughs> I wanna ch- I wanna challenge Megan you
3: and the dogs.
2: <laughs> to hit every one of these puppies. You know you know what
3: else, uh that's impossible, show. You trying is to you trying to get the man in trouble. You trying to you trying to force a divorce. Clint, or what?
2: There no, I know the, the, bro, bro, she could three, go to that's, half of. That's,
3: that's a damn month worth of shows. You could literally. there wasn't a
2: time you could have pulled this off.
3: Oh, there was a time when I'd have pulled it off with <laughs> with, uh, with guns ablazing. <laughs> and I'd have been I'd have been a legend by about that tenth show, you know, man. I'd have got that Tennessee no biscuit going hey, on man. right now. Man. Come on, hey, there is. I'm gonna tell you somebody else you may want to try.
2: They not on there.
3: No, he's on there. Jason Aldean. I'm telling you, he is good, bro. He he's got he's got a first of all he's got enough hits to where you, like every the, the you may not but every, the crowd will sing every song. Yeah, and he's got some real swag. Mm. He's got so so. I kind
2: of want to catch that Kane Brown kid. I, I, I Kane's eye. I, I like, Kane. like just from his swag.
4: I,
3: I like Kane. A lot of his music is is that a little country. bit. Well, yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely on the on the fringe, but it, it's it's got a little slower, like it'd be it's I saw him at CMA Fest, and it would be it's really it was really hard for. I can enjoy a couple of his good ones, but boy, the ones in between, man, it real it's buzzkill. And they're good songs. It's just like, who man, like I, I don't I, I feel like I need to go go get me another beer or go to the restroom kind of deal. I'm telling you, man, Jason Aldie. Aldi, so so he, his deal right. He grew up in Georgia and he's got some deep hip-hop roots. Like he grew up, like and, and he'll talk about that of like his influences in, in music just in general when he was coming up. I check him out. It, he's got and now his music obviously is country and, and it's good country, but it's there's a you would you would appreciate his the way he gets down. Now
2: I, I have been blasted at his um, at his rooftop bar in Nashville. Yeah, thanks. All Deans, that's the closest I've got to it. Maybe I, I don't remember if, if any of his music was played up there. <laughs> that's the closest I, I've got. I, I'm, I'm the a, guy I'm is a little, drunk! As
3: we talk about it, I'm a little – I do Brooks and Dunn, Cody Johnson for sure. You're changing this up. I, well, I'm just a little bit concerned. I'm, a, I'm, I'm of late I've, – I've always been a Zach Brown Band fan, but as of late I'm getting a little bit I'm, – I'm liking him more. But I'm recalling that I've seen him on in, in a big concert setting like this. And it, it was, one time it was phenomenal, then the next time it was like, it was like he had 30 people on stage with him all playing a different bongo drum. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? And it, it, it was like, literally, they were sitting in a circle in, in a big stage setting, and I, and I was like, this is uh, one song cool, but like not the whole deal. And so... I may I may back up a little bit on my Zach Brown band Brooks and Dunn and Cody Johnson are, are really
2: Brooks and Dunn so you ain't gonna see Parker I mean you've seen Parker a lot haven't you?
3: I've seen him but I hadn't seen him a lot I had I, and it's opening night too it's so the, the, night. the vibe's gonna be off the charts
2: No I'm definitely gonna take advantage of the whole the whole thing man I'm on like one of these like we're gonna take the kids one day like and and I've learned my lesson we're gonna start this thing up early
3: You've never done the rodeo right in in terms of the music You've done the outside the outside carnival and stuff or not. Well we
2: let, we left early before uh the act was coming on cuz the kids were starting to get That's right. get a little tired. Yeah,
3: you need to, you need to get your babysitter a couple times and and uh you need to see more than two shows. I'm just going to tell you that. You need to, I mean what what do you got? 19 show? you need to see any more than two. Yeah. I mean, I'm giving you a lot of love for weekend, I mean, you yeah. are clearly really dialed into the the Houston scene now. You you knew that this lineup was coming out before I did. Um you are really in this in this in this this deep dive of Houston doing a great job, I mean, you can't be that guy today and then in nineteen shows go to two. Can't do it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I don't know if we got enough. We had enough babysitter care to to go through more than two. That was well, that seemed like a real good one. That's why I'm trying to push. See, Tyler don't have that issue. That's why I'm trying to push Tyler to go to all of them.
3: Yeah. Well, look, I think you need to get a babysitter a week. Friday. A Friday. Week, huh? Yeah, look, Friday you can go to Bun B, right? And then you need to follow that up that's by, by uh, the, the following Monday. That would be a tough one for you, but that's Aldine. And then you'll have a 10-day break on the babysitters and, and Stapleton's not until that two Thursdays. So, so three yeah, of them. you can pull that off. you got to do I that. I pull three. I all think right. you got to do that.
2: All right, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. By the way, hey, there's some games coming up this weekend, big games. There's really there's, – there's a few games that have real – I'm talking about – got in, some Saturday and Sunday joints Saturday this weekend, do we? yeah, games tomorrow. I want to know who you want to win and who you want to see in the playoffs. Like which team do you want to win? It's a Sunday night game. Now Detroit may know their fate if Seattle wins. If Seattle loses, that will definitely be a win or end game. If Green Bay wins, they're in. Green Bay and Detroit, who do you want who do you want to see win and end the playoffs?
3: Well, look, I'll be honest with you. I want to see Detroit.
2: Me too, man. I want to see them. I want to see Detroit. Because I don't think either one of them teams are going to do anything in the playoffs. Yeah. But I want to see Detroit.
3: For two reasons. One, I don't know if there's a bigger armpit in the league, is there? Maybe Cleveland at one point?
2: Detroit Detroit has only won one playoff game right. since Dwight Eisenhower. Right. Okay, a- so
3: that answers the, the question. The now, you're right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the, and, and so – those got like Dan Campbell taking over, being kind of an outside the box hire, and him doing what he's done in a short period of time. What's he two years in? Yep, this is the second year, right? Second year. And it is is one of those that I, I just go, man. I I, uh, I I absolutely love seeing it, and I know Dan, so I'm, I'm glad that he's done well. Um, and I like. And the other one is I like to be right, and the only way that I would be right is that Green Bay falls off, oh, and so yeah, I don't need them, I don't need them making the playoffs.
2: There is, a, there is something to see if Rodgers has one more big run in him. There is something to see if Rodgers has one more big run in him, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I want to see Detroit get in. I, I do. I want to see Detroit roll, roll into the playoffs. All right, Tennessee, Jacksonville, in the AFC South.
3: This, this is easy. I, I'm, I'm with you. I want to see Josh Dobbs have a killer game because I want to see him get his respect. But when you look at this ball game, there's no doubt about it. The, the team – Again for similar reasons I, I want to see an offensive minded head coach get hired paired with the right quarterback and in one year they in, in that year they're in the playoffs I just think the playoffs are better with Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. yeah
2: i I, I do i want to I want to see Trevor in, in in that situation however I think Tennessee's going to win uh, I, I think their experience is going to carry and Derrick henry well rested Jeffrey Simmons well rested I, I think they're going to win all right the final the final uh, seed in the AFC, the seventh seed, it could be the Patriots if they win Miami or Pittsburgh. Which team you want to see get in? Which oh, team? this is easy, Miami.
3: It's easy. I mean, I don't want to see the Patriots. Get in. I, I, I don't. If he I, makes the
2: playoffs yeah. with that co- with that coaching staff that he decided to do to run offense. Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, it goes back to it goes back to I mean, I, I, New England is a perfect example of. of to me, it, 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 they're just getting in, and they're not. They ain't got no. They ain't got no business. They ain't got no business being in. They're not going to win. Um, the Miami Dolphins, far and away. And then with with the, the reports, the leaks of the report about Miami's head coach, defensive coordinator, and offensive coordinator, and general manager all being on the hot seat if they don't win, uh, it pisses me off even more. So I'd like to see them win and get into the playoffs.
2: Miami's the interesting one because yeah. Miami couldn't Miami, if Tua is right. Miami can win the first. No round. question. Right. I don't. I, I don't think. I don't think New England or Pittsburgh. Now, New England could 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 call me a liar on Sunday, but I don't think New England or Pittsburgh has a chance in hell to win in Kansas City or in Buffalo. But I think Miami could win. I think Miami could cause a lot of problems for both of those teams. So I'm with you. I'm on, I'm, I'm on the Miami. I'm on the Miami train. All right. Uh, coming up. All right, we'll give you the latest. The latest um, on on uh, quarterback Jalen Hurts because that's going to have a lot to do with things uh, moving forward in the playoffs, and as well the latest update on uh, the greatest news, DeMar Hamlin. We'll get you. We'll get you caught up on that. Coming up next.